90% of the time, I have no idea what I'm talking about. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. It's nice. Gets the people going. You're now listening to Diagnonsense. Look at all this damage! With Justin Pendergrass and Kurt Honak. You are a sad, strange little man. Then we would just be idiots saying nonsense. I, so I called you selfish, and the, when I saw you this morning, uh, this tension oh. is awkward for me. I feel like this is foreshadowing a huge bromance. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm out of Isaac's league. Okay. Oh man. Okay. Like literally, uh, is yeah. that a pun? Because he's in sports. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It very gotcha. much is. Guess who won the Stanley Cup? The Avs, 2022 Stanley Cup champions. I bet you're gonna say that a bunch more during I this podcast. I bet you I am. It's almost like you might I mention know what's it a couple different times. In the future premonition. How do I yeah. know what's gonna happen I don't know. in I the just, future? I don't know. Somebody call pre-crime. <laughs> oh man, Minority That's Report. <laughs> Minority Report. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kurt, how are you been, dude? It's been a while. I haven't talked to you. Uh, I've been great. I mean, I'm. Uh, Staying busy with the mental health board and then, um, you know, trying to enjoy my summer a little bit because I started a detox with um, one of our nutritionalists. So that's been interesting. I, my energy has been a little down and I've been a little tired, but I think I'll feel better by the end of it. Yeah. How long does that last? It's like a 15 day thing. So it's like pretty. How far are you in? I'm probably like four five days in, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. You just juice cleansing? It's like, it's like all these different herbs and I... I you know, oh are they unstable herbs? <laughs> you know, I didn't look them up. I was just like trusting the process because I yeah. was like, okay, these you are you didn't look up. They're commercial. What? They're commercial herbs. You put commercial <laughs> herbs in your body. <laughs> commercial herbs. I'm going to Mad no, in no, America no. right now and telling them to take away <laughs> Kurt's membership card. Bro. No, no, no. Is it okay, a I took card a glance. I took a glance at it, and it was nothing that stood out to me. That was like, oh my god, this is gonna be. Terrible. These don't look I, unstable. I, well, I saw one thing that was like a fentanyl oregano. What's this? I don't know. <laughs> no. Right, help me get all the toxins out of my body. Do it. No, 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 no. No, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to meet with her as well, but I haven't because I was sick. Yeah. Mm. Bro, I got hives all over my entire body. Too much information. During COVID. Didn't want to hear about your entire body. In Dude, fact, I'm, a I'm telling you. I hope you are, because it was the worst thing. It was very uncomfortable for me, and now you get to hear about it, Isaac. Mm. It sucks. Gross. I have pictures. Not of my entire body, Isaac. Close your eyes. Okay. Bro. That's good. I see you over there. (laughs) Gross. My gosh. You're such a child. Was that not good enough? Are we not going to start? I have no idea. It's just a soft open. Thank you guys for tuning in to Diag Nonsense. I'm your host, Justin Pendergrass, here with Kurt Honak. How you doing, Kurt? Doing great. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? <laughs> I'm not. This oh. is a romance. Let's okay. just keep talking about nothing so that Isaac doesn't get to do anything on this podcast. Okay, so you looked at me, and I know that you know that it's time to talk about something, so I'm just waiting for you to acknowledge it. It's time to talk about joy. Okay. Housekeeping. Oh, my God. July 22nd, uh, 
which is less than a month away. Plenty of teams left in the golf tournament. Me, still a free agent, also shot uh, consistently a bogey average. Uh, the other day, shot an 86 at Settlers. That so we're talking about good. a four-team best ball. You don't think I can get some decent shots? I'm shooting an 86 right now. I mean, is it good enough to make the tour? No. Am I excited about <laughs> it? Yes. Hit me up. Free agent. Uh, also, some sponsorships left for the holes. So pay attention to that. Cafe, iced tea. Have you had the iced tea yet? No. Is it's a bomb. It's good. I like it. The peach one, especially. There's All right, a, I'll try it after this. There's a mint. Uh, as well that I'm excited to try, but I haven't been able to catch it on a day that it's in. So come have some iced tea. It's really good. Um, Podcast-wise, let's see. We have a two-part thing going on with Redemption right now, actually. Uh, Linda Chud, our empowerment coach, came on and talked to Julia and also myself, and we did kind of a longer episode that we're going to split up. I think that was really good. I'm excited to, to go back and listen to that. And then let's see, my voice just dropped their ninth episode. My house podcast just dropped their 10th. We've got another 10th episode coming out. The last 10th episode of my voice. And then the, the dawn of a new era, my house podcast, episode 11 coming out. Dang. This is episode 10 for us. This is episode 10 for us. Yep. Dang. I hope that this one doesn't suck. Oh man. I (laughs) can tell you that it's going to go really good uh, because I'm Nostradamus and Something tells me that we're going to have a really great conversation because Justin is just looking so chipper this morning. What does chipper look like? I don't think like chipper for you? would require, like, def- I don't think chipper would uh, describe either of us, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that that's I a am, word that would be. Maybe wood chipper. I don't think I've chipper, seen yeah. Justin chipper <laughs> ever. Bro, go. I don't know that I experienced that level of excitement or like. Chipperness? Yeah, I I don't know. I just don't get to that extreme. Like, so I I'll use like a scale of like uh, negative ten to ten. I don't really go past four, as far as like excitement goes. I definitely go deep down in the negatives as far as my emotions, but I don't ever go like like you will not see me jumping around for joy. <laughs> is it is it four on a happiness scale or four on like a like is it a separate scale for like being satisfied or like just feeling like good? You know what I mean? I feel like there's a difference between I like I feel good. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kurt? I think there's a like, difference between yeah. being I like have, being I mean, like joyful, bubbly, happy, excited, and then also just feeling like satisfied or like good in a moment well i i yeah no i I know what you're talking about um i think i've had more days where i don't have that than than in previous years but i still get it i still get it like hard like Like the lows um i've both you know i mean talking about like getting to the extreme of like excitement like where you're like like giddy and jumping around like the excitement that people have in the movies. I've never experienced that excitement for you, anything. You know what was interesting is like, so the Avs just won the Stanley Cup, right? Nobody and cares. I, okay, no, this is going to be relevant. So, <laughs> All right, make so, it relevant quicker. So <laughs> when they won game two, seven to zero, and they went up like two games to none, I was like, jumping around like oh my gosh they're up two games to none they won seven to zero they just scored again like blah 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 
Then, like, in this last game, so this is the game where they won the Stanley Cup, right? Like, they top of the mountain. They're the best team in all of hockey, 2021-2022. When they, like, actually won, I just kind of, like, froze. You know what I mean? You had that level of, like, like I just excitement, or it was, like, terror? <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> know. I think it know? was, I think it was, I was excited but then also, like, shocked. Like, I hadn't oh, yeah. experienced So that. it was a good feeling. I so. think it was a good feeling. Okay. Like, I was, I was, I guess I didn't know how to react because I didn't have any other baseline for how I should react in that moment. Have you, you know what I mean? Have you had that experience of that level of joy before, though, in your life? Well, yeah. Have you experienced it more than once? I would say... Oh, yeah. I mean, so, sure. I don't know that I have. I don't know that I even know how to experience something that, like, like. I don't know that I know how to experience joy at that level. And I'm interested. Kurt, do you, so I have a theory that, like, joy isn't necessarily something that you have. It's something that you're taught to have. And when you're being given circumstances like yours and I, mine, you know, like, um, I didn't really have a lot of opportunity to experience joy, so I didn't know how to comprehend it when it started happening in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say that um, when you're, so, like, for me as a kid, when I experience, like, you know, antidepressants can induce mania, and there's times where I, I was either manic or I was actually happy, but because of, I think, the dynamic of me being mentally ill, um, that was looked at as like a, you know, wasn't lo- looked at as, as um, maybe like like that's, that's um, actually just joy, authentic joy. And so I went through... I went through periods where, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I felt that way because I, I, but, but, but I guess the difference is right. You're, you're saying that, that you, you don't feel, I'm saying that I did feel it, um, not necessarily with the mania, right. But just in, in general, I've had moments like that. So I guess that is different, right? It's like, you know, I've had moments like that, but, um, you know, I, uh, I, I don't I don't feel like my environment was conducive to like that to joy. happiness and joy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though like if I felt it, it was like unsafe to express. Does that I don't know if that's well, the same thing like, though. You know what I mean? And then like society looks at you and they they brand you this person because you don't know how to experience joy and now you have RBF or you are an angry yeah, person. I d- I or you're like right. or you're like this bad person. But really, like, I'm not. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know how to experience or, you know, share right. internal happiness externally. Right. Well, so this goes back to what we were talking about with Jay with the myth of happiness. And I guess I should have clarified earlier. I shouldn't have said, like, happiness and joy. I think happiness and joy are probably closer to each other than what I should have said, which is happiness versus peace. Cause that's what we talked about with Jay is. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. I, and, but I, 
I don't know. I think that there's a difference in what we're having a discussion with about right now. Well, yes. Because happiness but, is something that people are trying to attain that's unattainable. I don't think joy is unattainable. I think joy is actually a moment in time. Right, but then this is, so this is what I'm asking is, on that scale that you talked about, is that your, like, is that just for feelings of happiness? Or is that your scale for, like, your feelings of peace? Or is it two separate scales? Can your peace yeah. scale get to a 10? <clears throat> have you felt, have you ever felt like you're at a 10 peace-wise? So to me, peace would be zero. Okay. Peace would be, like, I'm not overly like joyous about something because you know even joy causes chaos right mm. you know maybe chaos is the wrong word but even you know but uh, i think zero is like that neutral ground that peace that zen moment would right? you rather be at zero at a zero than a four though i don't know i'm in a zero place in my life right now and i've never been there and i've been actively living in that for a couple of months and I'm trying to learn how to navigate what that looks like. And it's different. And you're talking right? about being at a zero as opposed to being like at a negative state continuously. Yes, because so my life, you know, consistently I lived at like a negative four. Right. And then when I would experience happiness, I would never go over a uh, positive four. Right. I would live in this range, but I would never feel at peace. So now I was either one side of that coin or the other. And now I'm just kind of living in what I would consider this peaceful moment in my life where like things are going fine and that's okay. I think that's fair because if, if I think about it, so the times when I've been like eight, nine, 10, truly like joyful, happy, like engagement, winning a championship, like <laughs> I guess this past weekend when the Avs won the Stanley cup, not a big deal. Uh, like yeah, I didn't hear that. <laughs> that's if if I was constantly living at a four, then I wouldn't have I wouldn't have a good baseline for why those moments are so impactful in my life. Like I can I can vividly still remember back to my sophomore year of high school and every moment in that state championship game where we won. And I can still remember back to like three years ago when we won first in the division or like scoring like a game winning goal or something like that. And I think the reason why those memories are so vivid because is because that was such a high point that yeah. it stands out in my memories. And I think that's also why it's easy for people to ha have like vivid memories of like truly like dark moments in their life. Those like super, super lows. But if you're, if your baseline it was a negative four and now you're living at a zero, you're you're resetting your baseline. So does if does your baseline being at a zero allow you to maybe move past that four? Or is it more so that there's a block in your brain where you can't get above that four? That's an interesting question. I think that um I think that with being at a zero right now. Um, it allows me to take that step, you know, back from the hard stuff, but also look forward at the stuff that's joyous. Because when you've never truly experienced, like, joy in your life, I think it's hard to really identify it when it's happening, too. Mm. It might manifest itself as anxiety. 
you know, it could manifest itself itself as, you know, like uh, that that really overheated face, right? Like yeah. you guys have seen I'm probably multiple times my face gets really, really red out of nowhere. But it's I don't know what that is because I'm not angry. It's not an anger. And so I'm still trying to identify really what that looks like in my life because I went from uh, years and years, you know, the majority of my life, 24 plus years of uh, unwinnable circumstances into a life that I would say is pretty freaking good. I'm doing okay. My, I mean, and, you know, I'm not great. <laughs> I haven't beaten this thing called mental health, but that's going to be a lifelong battle. I have to accept that. Well, I don't think that, I don't think that humans should live at a six. No, you know, if we're using your because scale, then, it and that's what, then it's not a six. Well, then it's that's a what zero. some of these like antidepressants can do is when you well, experience that high <clears> level <throat> of mania. To me, that's almost like you're living at like a six constantly. Well, and I you think can't get back down from there. It's good to have goals to be to feel as good as possible. You know what I mean? Like, um, but you should feel my my point is that you should feel good, but you should feel you should feel at peace. Like you, if you're living at like. A two oh, or yeah, three. Yeah. If well, you're living at a two or a three, yeah. like life is good. You're at peace with your situation. And when good things happen, right. you're able to match your emotions up to that high. And if something right. bad happens, then maybe you go well, down into that low because that, that's a normal way to feel. Right. And that reminds me when you say it like that, it reminds me of um, like a drug high. Like a lot of people yeah. will chase a drug high because if they don't, they can't get that. I mean, that's the whole reason why we talk about like ACEs scores and, and substance abuse, because like, People can't, it's hard for them to biologically get those neuro, like neurotransmitters, hormones, whatever it is naturally. So like they just, that is the hack to the, to the, to the happiness problem biologically. But the problem is then drug dependency and existentially, then you're in a whole entire different realm of problems, right? Cause then it's like not about what your life is and it's about just getting the next substance and like. I don't know. It's, it's tough. I mean, I mean, I know for me, like, um, I know for me, I, I can feel happier. Um, but it's had to, it's come at like years and years of, of figuring out, okay, like I need, you know, um, today I'm feeling super sad and like some dark chocolate would help or some exercise. <laughs> like I, I'm pissed. No, you're like, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm pissed. I know I need to exercise because if I, if I stay like this, I'm just going to be pissed for like days. Right. Like, and some of that is, is post-acute withdrawal. It's like your, your brain's just not getting, you know, the neurotransmitters and the stuff that it needs. And then maybe the nutrition, you know, if I eat like garbage, I can, I can feel it on my mental health. And so like, like if you're not drinking water, yeah, like I, I noticed mean, that the last few days, like yeah. I should have been hydrating and I haven't. And like, you know, it's, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So for, for me and, and, and part of it is that like, for me, I think is like, I, I, you know, there's, there's layers, right? So there's like the biological layer of stuff and the nutrition, but then there's like the relationship stuff. And it's like, I had to, I mean, I'm still trying to put myself together after that whole entire experience. And like, and like, there's part of me, th there's days where it's like, I wonder, it's like, can I still be like the man that I need to be to, to have relationships in my life, you know, that are, you know, with women that are, 
like with the right woman, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, can, can I even, is that, am I even capable of that because of everything I've been through and like days where I have, like, I just feel like shit some days, like with yeah. post acute withdrawal, you know, we talk about like, 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 you know, if I, if I don't have all my tools in place, like some days I just, I'm just like, it's like, I'm a clingy depressed mess and that's not attractive. That's like a turnoff, you know, or it can be for, for a lot of people, you know, it's, it's like, um, and, and I understand why it's like, you need a supportive partner, you need strong partners. So sometimes like for me, for me, it's like the relationship piece is a huge driver for me. Cause I know I'm, I'm, I'm happy when, when I'm in a relationship, but that's not like, you know, everything that I, you know, that's not like, like the most important thing in, in my life, but it's something that makes me happier. But well, it's one piece like, of the puzzle. It's one piece of the puzzle, it's right? The so there's all though, these think, pieces, right? Too. It's know? that connection on a deeper level that you gain from a significant other, right? Right. It's not necessarily because I just want to be clear for the people who are listening. You're yeah. not saying that you're coping by being right. in a relationship. Well, that would you're be codependency, s- yes. right? Yeah, yeah no, sure. no. <laughs> that, that's a whole okay. different podcast. Okay. Right. I'm right. just saying that out loud so that the listeners know what we're talking um, about is the fact is that you say that. Something that brings you joy is humanistic connection between somebody who is actually interested in you. Yeah. At yes. a deeper level right. than just right. surface level Kurt or friendship. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Just, and, and just that's, being clear. And, and just the dynamics between that, right, are like, yeah, complicated because it's like, you know, you're playing catch up and it's and it's hard because it's like, yeah, there's so, there's so many different lo- layers, right? And it's one of the things in my life that I'm that I'm working on, but it's like, um, you know, going through those, you, you know, you lost years and it's like, you're trying to play catch up and you're like, you're like, am I gonna, how's this, how's this gonna, um, how am I supposed to compete with, <laughs> you know, right. the, hey, man, the that world, is a fair you know, question. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I think I've done a lot of good things. Like I supplemented, got my health straightened out pretty decently, but it's like, um, yeah, I, we talk about like made for connection. Right. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, having somebody you love in your life is really important, but it's like, you know, that's, that's tough when, and, 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 and then if, even if you do have that person, you have to still manage that like relationship. Right. Cause it's not a fix all. Um, and your own mental health. Cause you never know. I mean, there's right. days it's, that I don't know who I'm waking up next to. As my like my right. wife doesn't know who she's waking up next to. Is she like, waking man, are up you with, just firing shots at your yeah. wife right now? Is she waking up next? That you know what I meant. Yes. Is you, she waking yeah. up next to uh, you know um, Justin, who's dealing with right. an emotional attack on himself? You right. know that you know some days it takes me a few days to really even comprehend what's going on. Mm-hmm. All right, go through my checklist. What have I done? What haven't I done? What am I needing to do? Have I do I need to limit this in my life? What do I need to do to make the adjustments so that not only am I making my life and my day go a lot easier than it can, but I'm making my wife's life a lot easier because you know you know you and I are right. in two different situations right now where I've been married for almost ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I've been with my wife for going on thirteen. Um. But we had to learn how to, she had to learn how to live with me. Learning to live with someone who struggles with what I struggle with is a completely another ball game. And, um, you know, it's 
it's not always easy for her to understand things that I'm going through. So I don't always share everything that I can with her. That's why I built mentorships and other people in my life that, you know, are in that field. And I have people right. like you, Kurt, that I can reach out to who fully understand things that I'm going through and like are, you know, a connection that I built. I have, I had to learn kind of the opposite of what you're talking about, Kurt, which is that my spouse can't be all of those things for me all the time because she also has her own stuff too, you know? Um, and learning how to navigate that over the last 10 years has been, um, it's been a battle, but it's also been a very beautiful process because the strength in my, my marriage and our union is um, stronger than it's ever been. And she understands me better than she ever has. And it's super cool to see that. Um, well, it's, that's kind of part of finding a partner too. Like I don't struggle with mental health aspects as much. Like I don't need someone in a partner that can help me through that as much. But what I am bad at is railroading people when I have something that I need to get done either like career-wise or hobby-wise or life-wise. And so I needed someone that is willing to deal with me just going after something as hard as I can and is patient enough with me to where I can come back the next day and go, hey, um, sorry about that. Like, let me go back and let's, <coughs> let's do something that you want to do. Or this is, you know, before I continue to move forward with this, like, how do you feel about it? Um, but in that moment is willing to just support me and let me kind of figure things out as I go. That's something that I struggle with. And I, you know, my fiance, I'm sure struggles with other things that I'm able to help her with. But then on top of that, we're also kind of talking about how, even even when you're in that relationship, there's still it's just that's just one piece of the puzzle for your mental health and for your life. I mean, there's so many yeah. other things that that have to be in place for that to work. And then also for you to just find that that piece. I mean, I have my hierarchy for myself is God, family and then self. So in everything I do, I try to, you know, find a balance with that hierarchy in mind. And I'm probably not always the best at it. I think one of my biggest weaknesses is that self tends to fire its way up the list when I have something that I'm really passionate about. But I mean, a belief system. I feel like I don't put myself first enough. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like I allow different everyone else, like everyone else's needs. Right. But I mean, you have, you have your needs for a belief system. You have your right. needs for, family, for a relationship, for friends, for personal hobbies, for time alone with yourself. And that, I mean, there's so, and everything is not independent of each other either. If you spend all your time with your spouse, then maybe you neglect your friends. Yep. And, and you need both of those things. You probably should spend more time with your spouse than your friends. That's another problem if you're doing the opposite of that. Maybe we should go to 48 hour days. <laughs> <laughs> This is wait, hear me out. Forty eight hour days. Work days? No, life days. Forty eight hours we still spend I don't the know same amount of time. No, we just spend the same amount of time at work, but then we have longer to do everything else. What are we gonna do about the sun going down? 
look, dude, it's Alaska. We only got to worry about that nine <laughs> months <laughs> out of the nine yeah. months. Out of the yeah. Fair enough. It's not a perfect plan, but it's basically government. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we just went right there. It's a plan. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to sound like yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm just saying, a good relationship enhances your life, and I guess that's that's a driving factor for like me trying to self improve. But like, I think there's layers agree, too. Kurt. I right? agree with you. Like, like so there's there's the biological stuff. You got the relationship stuff. Um, the psychological stuff is really actually biological stuff too. But like, when I think of our our stories, um, Justin, I think like we've been through a lot of stuff and sometimes I think it's hard to know when it's like safe to feel excitement in your life. If you've kind of been in this position of like a lot of, a lot of like, you've just had to like grit your teeth through a lot of like disappointment and, and, and stuff going wrong and, um, disillusionment, you know? Um, I, I feel like, it kind of trained me to, I didn't mean to cut you off, oh, sorry. Go ahead. It kind of trained ahead. me, though, as well, to only look at the negatives in my life. Because it was like, nothing good can ever happen to me. It tricked my mind into yeah. believing, you know, that 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 constant, like, that's like that's woe like, is me mentality, right. that victimization that, you know, without meaning to, I right. fell into it. It, it. Well, it's it's I think it's called um, learned helplessness. And I see a lot of people, I struggle with that. I mean, a lot of people struggle with it because they've just been like, if you've been through the ringer and you haven't caught a break, it's like you're you're on the inside of it looking out and all you can see is like, I can't see anything. It's dark in here. And it's like, there's no way there's like, it's like, right. Right. And everybody, (laughs) everybody sees your situation. They're like, well, you've got, it's like, it reminds me of, of when people, when we have people that unfortunately, you know, um, commit suicide or something where people look at them and they say, well, I never expected that to happen. You know, um, I never saw that coming. And it's like, um, you know, because they're from their perspective, what they're dealing with is is bigger. I think I don't know. I don't know. You you tell me. I mean, I I feel like I feel like what they're dealing with, like from their perspective, a lot of times could be something that they can't see out of. You know what I mean? It's well, that tunnel vision. They yeah, don't yeah, yeah. see. So like, I mean, <clears throat> perspective I, is reality, and so if if it doesn't matter how bad your circumstance is compared to anyone else, if it's bad enough for you that you're having that tunnel vision mentality, then, then it just did. And there can be a lot of factors. It's kind of like a nature versus nurture thing where you're talking about life experience constantly beating you down. And so now your outlook is more and more negative, but then there's also, I'm sure like genetic factors that go into how, likely you are to experience those feelings or fall into um, a mental illness. And it's, it's, I think it's tough for some people who maybe either a haven't experienced as much negativity in their life. So they see something that someone's going through in a vacuum and they don't really understand why they're struggling with it so much or their life story is like, well, my ACEs score is a eight and this person's ACEs score is a three. So I don't really understand why they're, you know, freaking out about this one thing. Like I've, you know, I've been through so much worse and I'm way better off mentally than they are. 
Yeah. I mean, but but for that person whose ACE score is, is a three, it it doesn't really matter how quote unquote bad their life has been if if they're in that moment and experiencing those feelings and like you said, Kurt, it's you know, it's just pitch black all around them and they can't see out of that box. It, it it doesn't really matter what their their life experience is compared to anyone else because to to them it's it's creating this it's having this effect on that's them. their world right that's we, the only reality can, that they have well you can't see another reality yeah. we can we can try to see and we can understand you know like I can understand your story on a logical level but as far like I have no proof that I'm not currently living in a simulation and all of you are just NPCs <laughs> in my life. That's this called, is the like, and That's kind of like solipsism yeah. I'm, is what they call that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you guys are real people and I'm pretty sure you have your own thoughts and feelings and right. world that you're viewing out of your eyeballs. I just but think like, it's funny. But like I don't have 100% proof of it. I just think it's funny that Isaac thinks that he is the one who's not the simulation. <laughs> He, for some reason, well, and, and he thinks that he's the star of this world. I think you're but a it's obviously Danny DeVito. You're, you're making <laughs> well, more of a case for why you're a simulation. I, th- I no, I've I've thought about that, um, and I think it's I think it's called solipsism is how it's pronounced. I think, and it's basically where you don't believe anything that's outside of your head, or it could, or it could be possibly not real, and it's kind of like a Get side a effect of like derealization so when people are taking like certain drugs um derealization can be one of the components and it's terrifying i've experienced that pretty hard before and it's pretty terrifying um yeah i mean um but it's it's interesting too because like um you know yeah i mean that's that's part of it um um i always i always i think i mispronounced this word and anisnosia i think is how it's pronounced um is a real clinical term, right? For people that are experiencing that where they can't, they, they are so, what they say is they're so mentally ill, they don't realize that they're mentally ill. And, um, mm. and, uh, I, I don't like to put it into those terms, but they can't I, see you I, pointing I think... at me, Justin, it's an audio podcast. <laughs> well, but... now they know I pointed at you and now we know that you have that. I, so. I, I just think that it's like a, it's like a subjective, you know, viewpoint. I don't like the idea that we, have you know that that label of like people being mentally ill because part of I think part of like the roots of compassion is understanding like why you know insanity happens it's like well because somebody has a subjective viewpoint and people can be driven to extremes you know and to survive and so well this is how serial killers happen is like I (laughs) You know, even though room, going back even to though I can't <laughs> even though I can't prove, you know, a hundred percent prove that everyone else also has a stream of consciousness, I I realize that everyone else is a person around me. I can empathize with people, well, I can experience compassion, I can right. see the world through their eyes as best as we can, humanly speaking. Right. But for someone that is deep within mental illness and you know, if, if they turn to, if they are a serial, I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts. Lately. I can tell if they're, <laughs> if they are a serial killer, then to them, the world outside of what is going on through their eyes 
it doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. Right. They, a lot of those people truly do see everyone else around them as an NPC in their open world video game. And I have trouble with that definition, I think, because um, there's, there, there is socially, there is socially condoned violence in our, in, in all societies. And there are scapegoats and I feel like there are levels, right? There's like people that may have like their frontal lobe and prefrontal cortex or something like theoretically, we're talking theory here are, are impaired and they literally have a hard time generating empathy. And then there's people who are knowingly committing violence because of ideological reasons or because of self preservation. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that everyone that's a serial killer experiences that, but, but I believe there are multiple serial killers that experience that disillusionment where they truly don't view other people around them as, as people. Well, if you say disillusionment, does that mean you're on the side of believing that it's an illusion? (laughs) Look, I already said this. You'll never know pretty far Uh because you're an NPC. Uh Oh, Oh shit. Somebody get me out of here. Isaac is the problem. <laughs> that about sums it up. <laughs> yeah, thanks and for listening. Why are the lights? Why are the lights turning off, guys? I don't know. What's going on? Oh my gosh! Is that what you needed to get out of your car earlier? Yeah, yeah. That's why <laughs> I went to my car. Is is my uh, my bag? My special bag. Ah, this is Among Us. Your go bag. We're a podcast Among Us. Yes. Oh no. Sus. Uh, I am acting a little sus right now. <laughs> you are acting a little sus. It's interesting sus. that our conversation went from uh, how I- experiencing joy to <laughs> to the dark simulation <laughs> and well, uh, these are real murders. things. So, these are real things people experience. Yeah, think, no, you know. I mean, I finally, I finally experienced joy. <laughs> you finally experienced this is what joy. It, this is what it sounds like, man. That's. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now Justin's acting chipper. Look at that. Oh, dang. We can call it at this point. In fact, if you could turn around and close your eyes really quick, Justin, this is the last episode of the <laughs> this show. This is the darkest episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is the darkest episode. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to Diag Nonsense. I'm your host, Justin Pendergrass, here with my co-host, Kurt Honak. Do you have any final thoughts for us, Kurt? Uh, it can only go up from here. Um, we can only have more positive <laughs> podcasts from this one. So. That's true. It couldn't get worse. It couldn't get it worse than, than this. No. <laughs> we legitimately just sat in here and started talking. And yeah. That's what you guys just got. We have to record our <laughs> intro, by the way, uh, as soon as this music fades us out. Okay. Oh, perfect. Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll do that. Bye, everyone. I don't really like that. Okay.